Um, so friends, I know now there's more of you here. I'm gonna, I'll go ahead and kind of give an explanation again. If you are a visitor today, um, I'm, I'm sorry that this isn't a normal service. You might be getting that uh, understanding right now. I'll say it again. We uh, lost a pillar and a friend of mine, uh, Reedland, this week, and we're all kind of reeling from that. So we're uh, uh, kind of pivoting a bit. What we're going to do, this is going to be kind of a, a sermonette uh, thing that we're going to do right now, and then um, we're going to split into different rooms uh, here in the church, right? Um, doesn't matter which one you choose, um, just uh, pick one, <laughs> and you'll find somebody in there uh, who is just going to facilitate sort of like a popcorn-style prayer, right? So as you feel moved, you pray two, three minutes, because there might be a few people in there, and um, just, you know, as the Spirit leads, right? Um, so we'll, we'll get to that. Um, right now, um, you know, this isn't, this isn't um, a memorial service yet. This is, this is a feeling that we all go through, right? Grief, right? If you haven't experienced it yet, uh, maybe for some of you this might be the first real time. Um, this is uh, something that we all uh, will go through. And um, I know even this morning, right, um, the devil is hard at work. I uh, got a text this morning. Um, one of our sisters here, Dolores James, uh, found out that her mother passed away this morning. So it's the devil is working hard, but I'll tell you what, that the Lord uh, works harder, and uh, we will still always be victorious uh, in Jesus. And so um, join with me as we pray, and uh, we'll open up the word uh, this morning. Dear God, more than uh, any of the other days um, that I get up here and do this, God, I pray for a special portion of your Holy Spirit, as this is um, difficult for people here, but it's also difficult uh, for me. Lord, please bless me in a very special way. Just take over, I pray in your name. Amen. So my dad and I, uh, his name is John, John Curet. I love that man. Uh, we have a very, very close relationship. You know, uh, I call him all the time, right? Uh, sometimes for nothing. Like, I'm just calling him because I just want to talk. When I'm driving home from church there's that silence. And I'm like, yeah, I only call dad. So I, we have a very close relationship, right? Uh, I get advice from him, right? Um, we laugh together, right? Uh, he is, yes, my father. But at this point, I don't know, maybe if some of you have experienced this, like kind of the older you get, there's like that almost a relationship shift where like I still respect him as my father and I, uh, I'm still a little scared of him, right? But we are friends. I call him, I think that's, he's my best friend. And I have a very close relationship with him. In life, I have a few core memories uh, with him. One of the ones, and I think it's probably a core memory for him too, when I was, uh, I think maybe three, uh, where we lived, there used to be this, this train track. And um, um, <laughs> every time we would go over that train track, my dad, uh, instead of slowing down, like most people do, would speed up a little bit. And he would go, all right, here we go. Whoa! And I would be in the back, whoa! That's a core memory of mine, right? I, I think back on that fondly. Another core memory I have with my father uh, was one time when I hurt myself pretty bad. You see, we were uh, coming out of a Walgreens, and um, as you go to like Walmart, Walgreens, Target, whatever, you know that they have kind of like those barriers, right, so that a car can't just like smash through. 
Um, well, I was at the age where I just have like energy upon energy upon energy. I'm jumping over this, I'm sliding under that, I'm running around. And so I thought, ooh, I am going to jump over this little barrier. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump and I'm gonna do one of these, I'm gonna push myself off and I'm gonna fly up into the air and I'm gonna land and it's gonna be super cool. Dad's gonna be so proud of me. And what happened is I ran, I vaulted over the thing, and then I ate it, like, really, really bad, right? Blood everywhere. I'm, I was wearing a tank top, too, so, like, it's, like, no skin. And I, I'm in a lot of pain, okay? The first thing I do, right, I'm man enough to admit it, I cried a lot. Um, <laughs> that's really all I remember. I just remember being in so much pain. I'm thinking in my mind, I broke my arm, and I didn't. But, you know, the, the pain was so much what my dad did is he came over to me, he picked me up, right? He rushed me into the car and drove me home and took care of me. And that is a core memory of mine. We read, or uh, TJ just read for us in Psalms 34, um, a verse, uh, and we're just going to read some extra verses. We're going to read some context, right? So, Go, to your, uh, go in your Bibles to Psalms 34, and we're actually going to start in verse 17 for this. So Psalms 34, verse 17, and it says this. We're going to read up to verse 20. Uh, verse 17 says, How long, O Lord, will you look on? Rescue me from their destruction, my precious life from the lions. Oh, I'm in the wrong thing. 30. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Verse 34, or chapter 34, verse 17. Aha. There we go. This we go. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their problems. Verse 18. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of all of them. Verse 20, he keeps all his bones, not one of them is broken. When things are good, right, when, when you're on the mountaintop, you read a verse like that, and you say, amen. God is going to be with me, and it's going to be good, and I'm going to be protected because things are going great. It's easy to say amen, but it is difficult. It is hard to reconcile this promise of our Father's close proximity when we are in pain. There's grief here, right? Like I said, this, this morning, we got another text. Somebody passed away. Over the last Two, three years, there are people in this room, people online that I know, uh, people in your circles. We have lost people. Today, on the forefront of our mind, yeah, is Reedland, but there is grief, right? There's a lot of unprocessed grief. And when we read a verse like this while grieving, it can just seem difficult to reconcile, like it's not for you. Like it's not true. When we are hurting, that's the thing, when we're in pain, that's 
all you notice. So you read a verse that says, well, and when I'm brokenhearted, God will be near, but all I feel is the pain. All I feel is sad. The closer God gets to me, shouldn't I be feeling better? Here's the thing about pain, right? When I fell, I was in a lot of physical pain. That's all I was thinking about, right? Forget Walgreens, right? Forget what I was doing before. Forget what I was going to do the rest of the day. My body was in pain, and it's all I focused on. And I'll be honest with you, while I was screaming and crying and bleeding, it did not register in my mind that my father had picked me up, that he had picked me up, walked me over to the car, put me in my seatbelt, drove me the five minutes home, and then was helping me at home. It didn't register. You know what was registering? Ow! It hurts. Here's the thing. That's pain's job, okay? If, if you went out and broke your leg and were like, oh, that's unfortunate. Something's wrong, okay? Pain, that's the job it has. It is there to scream at you and say, hey, you did something wrong or something is wrong. That's pain's job. And emotional pain is no different. While we are in our moments of deepest pain and brokenheartedness, it can feel like this verse, this promise, this revelation of God's character isn't true. That he is close to the brokenhearted. And it's because the pain takes its, the pain has taken our focus. The pain is, in a sense, doing its job. Like I said, like I admitted earlier, I didn't even register that my father had picked me up. I was so focused on the pain. But go back through these verses with me again. Verse 17, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. When I fell and began to cry, my father heard my cry. Verse 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. My father and I were already close. We had a close relationship. He wasn't but three feet from me, but when I hurt myself, he got as close to me as he physically could when he picked me up and held me in his arms. But I didn't register it. Verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of all of them. My father, some of your versions will say that he rescues people. My father rescued me that day, right? I'm in pain. I'm on the floor. He picks me up. Then he removes me from that situation and takes me home. He rescued me that day. Verse 20, he keeps all his bones. Not one of them is broken. So your versions will say that he protects, right? No, none of your bones will break. You are protected, right? My father protected me that day when I fell and hurt myself. And it wasn't until later, a long time later, that I realized and unlocked, hey, this is a core memory of mine when my dad was there for me. When I was in pain, even though in that moment I didn't 
feel that he was even doing anything, he was in that moment closer than he was before that. These verses, these promises are true. The thing is, yes, my, my earthly father did that, but we all have a heavenly father who has revealed he does the same thing. In fact, this kind of love, he is the author of that love. Yeah, my, my earthly father learned how to love and care for me because he, he knows Jesus. Jesus is the author of this kind of love. Now, as I've already alluded to, notice that none of these things that my father did in that moment necessarily took the pain away. Um, It wasn't as though that pain just stopped as though it had never happened. But to look back on that moment to that core memory I have with my father with perspective, I realized that if I had truly been by myself running around a Walgreens and hurting myself all by myself, that day would have been a core memory for something far worse. The pain would have been worse. The healing would have been worse. It would have taken longer. I would have I was young, I don't know how to do things on my own. Had my father not been there, when I look back with perspective, it absolutely would have and could have been worse. Turn with me now to a verse that you are all probably familiar with or a chapter that you're all familiar with. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and then go find verse 13. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse verse 13. I hear the pages turning. First Thessalonians 4, verse 13 says this. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. I want you to notice a word here in this passage, okay? And I don't get the sense that this is the feeling here in this place, but maybe someday, or you already have, met a person who we will assume was well-intentioned who will tell you, you shouldn't even be sad because of a verse like this, right? When you go and you read a book, right, and you read the end first, Whenever you, the protagonist is in like a bind, you know, right? I don't know if it's like, that's the way it is with you. You might be like, oh my word, this is, this is kind of stressful. But you know how the book ends. So you read this and you're like, well, he's going to be fine or she's going to be fine. We know that. And so like I said, we know the end. Amen. You may 
or maybe you already have, run into somebody, and again, we are going to assume that they were well-intentioned, will tell you, you know how the book ends, so just be fine. Now let's read this verse again, okay? I want you to look or to listen to verse 13 when it says, we don't want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. Okay, the verse does not say, the verse does not say uh, that you may not grieve, period. You getting what I'm saying? The verse doesn't say you have this hope, so believe in that so that you won't grieve, period. It says so that you won't grieve as others do who have no hope. You're going to have times of grief. I've gone through some in my life. This is another one, okay? Um, he was a friend to many people. You, uh, like I said, there are people here and online over the last few years you've lost brothers, you've lost sisters, you've lost your parents. Some people have lost their kids. You've lost friends, right, co-workers, and you are trying, you have tried to wrap your mind around why. Because sometimes it makes no sense. The verse doesn't say so that you don't grieve. It says so that we don't grieve like everyone else who doesn't have hope. We've read the last chapter of the book. We know how it ends. And so in my grief, in your grief, which is an okay thing to have, I have peace a semblance of peace uh, in this time, knowing that, A, it says that the Father is close to me, and he's close to you, and he's close to Sherry Lynn, and he's close to the entire Brady family. He's close to Dolores this morning. He's been close to all of you who have lost someone over the last few years. He is closest to you in your pain and in the trauma. We might not feel it, we might not get this sense of just a warm whatever, but he's there. If we believe, like what we sang earlier, that all our life he has been faithful, all our life he has been so, so good, then when I read a verse like this, this is an opportunity for me to lean into that and grow in faith that he is there. And when we look back on this time, we're going to see how close he really was, and that core memory will stick with us as we live through eternity. When we experience grief, right, like we're supposed to, it is a reminder, right? That's what pain's for. It's a reminder that something's wrong. When I am in pain, when you are in pain, emotional pain, it is a reminder that this world is broken. It's a reminder that something's not right, but we know how the story ends, and so we push forward. We push on. We process the grief, right? 
We allow it to take its course. Don't bottle it up. Let it happen. But grieve with hope. And that is how, as we, you know, are, are, are just kind of living our lives, right? This won't be the last time. As we continue to live on, we will lose other people. Things will change that we feel that we are not in control of. You can look back on this time and remember that God was close to you. And it gives you the strength to move on the next time. It reminds us that we need to go home. This isn't it. There's more than this. We take peace knowing, right? Let's just finish the verse. Let's just finish this famous passage, right? Verse 15, for this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, right? The word of Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the cry of command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. I'm going to encourage you with this, okay? Your family members right? Your friends who have gone to sleep in Jesus, I am encouraging you with the words. It says the words of the Lord say that you can be comforted because you've read the last chapter and you know how it ends. And the next thing Reedland sees, Dolores's mother will see, uh, your father will see, your mother will see, your kids will see, is Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Lord, um, thank you for your word. Thank you for your encouragement. God, we uh, lean into your leading. God, we ask that you come again soon. Thank you for your Holy Spirit in this place. Amen.